Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are live. Good evening. Sorry about that. If you could just say a little bit of commotion going on during the song. A little alarm started bleeping in here, and I'm pretty sure it weren't Kenny's end because I just asked him to be quiet. How are you, Ken? I'm oh, good, thanks. How are you? Good, mate. It's been a while, hasn't it, since you've been on? It has, yeah. I've missed a, I've missed a few. I've missed a few. Well, plenty to talk about, then, mate. We are waiting the imminent arrival of, of um, Super H, Henry Morgan, but he's on dad duties again tonight, so he will be in short league. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. 148. People in it works quite well that H ain't in just yet, Ken, because we did one of these obviously without you, couldn't make it. Um, and I will say before we start, we're going to try and do these every Monday now, aren't we? Because Mondays are good for you, yeah, yeah. And it's winding it back a little bit, but while we're waiting for him to come in, our recruitment so far, would you make of it as a whole? Um, well, from the outlook, it looks very, very exciting, doesn't it? Um, it looks like we've shown uh, an element of intent. Um, it looks like we're we're going for it. I'm a. There's a couple. There's a couple of things. I mean, if we're going to go on individuals, we're going on individuals or just we'll do on after. Yeah, we'll do after. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So recruit. Oh dear. An element of intent. Secret. Hello, mate. You back in? Yeah. Got me. Yeah, you in? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and if you look at it as a whole, you've got to say that you're quite excited with who's come in the door. That I would, I would say I'm excited with who's coming. Yeah. I think that, as we always do, we do things slowly, we do things softly, a subtle approach, we do things gradually. I think you see teams like Cardiff have bought in um, 10, 10, 12 players. I think, as we've seen under Harris before, that could be almost too much. And I feel getting a phobia back was key. But then also we've tweaked it in other areas in the right way. We've not gone mad. We've, we've bolstered up. We've definitely bolstered up in the midfield, that's for sure. Plenty of midfielders coming in. But talking about players individually, the first signing, um, Fleming, through the door, record signing. Unfortunately, I've nicked your, your quotes a couple of times. I don't know if you've seen other shows I've done. Yeah. But what you said on the group chat made perfect sense. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Bermondsey Burkamp. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Fleming, but I'm not excited about him right now. Um, I think that he can be 
a brilliant player for us. However, I think if we chuck him in at the deep end um, from the start this season, I think that I think we won't have a decent prospect on our hands. He's he's the type of player. Look, he's never played in the championship. He's never played in in England, um, and he's going to need to be bed in. He's young. Um, I just part of me sits there and thinks, do you know what? Next year we'll get Zian Fleming. That that will be the the year when. He is decent, and I think that the year after that is when we probably look to sell someone like him if we're not in the Premier League ourselves. Um, but if we if we go out and he plays forty games this season, I think I think we're ruining him. To be honest, yeah, I know what you're saying. I do know what you're saying on that one. I think he he de- he's definitely got he's definitely got a, a touch of class about him. You know, he has got those moments of magic. I think that like the pace of the game, he, he needs time, obviously, to to accustom to that. And we're I think. We're not criticising him. If, it, if anything, we're trying to help him here by saying to up to the to, you know, to our fans that let's not jump all over him if he don't fucking score an action yeah. against Pope GLB. Yeah, that, and that's the, that's the problem, isn't it? Is because if he has a shocker or if he looks off the pace without being rude, like he has done in the friendlies or most of the friendlies, yeah, um, is is the Millwall fan base going to jump on him straight away? Um, and be like, you know, well, you're our record signing. What? Why are you not? Why are you not scoring an hat trick every game and mm. uh, and whatnot? I, me personally, I wouldn't even start him on Saturday. No, we, we will get into team selections later. I did did get your team over, and I do understand again that you're not digging him out, but you wouldn't start him Saturday. I think if anything, that would be be a good man management to protect him. And a lot of people won't like that because they weren't happy when he didn't play at Dartford or he didn't play, you know, didn't start at Colchester, but. Maybe Rowett's already on that on that bandwagon of trying to do it, you know, ease him in. Because you've seen, yeah. seen, especially at Millwall, too many times, players come in, oh, this one's going to be the next this and that, and then throw them in at the deep end, and they more often than not sink, don't they? Yeah. you you you. The one thing that you have to do when you make an investment is look after it Yeah. Um, in, in anything. So, you know, you don't just sort of feed it, throw it out to the wolves and hope for the best. You, you look after it, you... You know, you nurse it to to where it needs to be, um, and in the end, it will flourish itself. It's a really good point. You weren't talking about Bitcoin, there, was you? <laughs> no, I was talking about talking about the XRP. <laughs> right, moving on, we said he ain't played in England before. He ain't played in the Championship before. But someone who definitely has, and very recently for us, well, two players that definitely have. Let's start with Benikafobi's return to the club. What was you? What was your stance on Benik last year? Was you a bit like me, not too sure of points? Yeah, I weren't. I weren't. I weren't, um, I weren't Benick's biggest fan. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Probably till the last, let's say, six, seven games of the season, mm. um, I didn't think he did enough. Um, but however, the last, say, like six, seven games could have even been ten. I don't know. I think that he showed a, a better level of class. Yeah. Um, I thought his finishing was was slightly better, um, and I think that if the season had continued, win we would have carried on getting a lot more goals. Out of him, I think so, by, by um, a phobie's own admissions, I saw a re- I saw an interview with him, and he said that um, you know I didn't really inform until post Christmas. So he's he's been he's looking razor sharp during yeah. pre season, hasn't he? Yeah, you, yeah, you can't moan. It's exactly what you want from a centre forward. Um, most of the goals he scored against Crystal Palace um, were were proper striker goals. Um, and the goal we, I mean, I know it sounds silly, everyone that's played football, a one-on-one like that, um, that he's got, who did we play against? I- Ipswich. A one-on-one like that in pre-season, you've got to, you've got to 
you know, balls are still to, to put that away. And I thought we'd done it really I think he took a goal really, really well. Yeah. He's got, he's got a big level of confidence about him, I think, at the moment. Yeah, I think, especially with Jed going, we're looking to, we're looking to someone to sort of be that main man this season. And I saw the club post on Saturday, like, look, uh, like the main man during pre-season, and it was Benicophobi slotting home against Ipswich. So, with his experience and his previous goals at the club, Maybe we're going to be looking to, to, to Bendix to sort of lead things from the front a bit more, which I think we missed, by the way. As well, I used to love when Morrison used to lead from the front. Yeah, yeah, he's a big, big character, Bendix, yeah. um, uh, and and if he can if he can play with play like that with a good character, you know, it it, it will work wonders for us. I think. Yeah, Stephen Ball, thanks very much, mate, for your uh, ongoing donations and contributions. Good evening, Dan and Kenny. Super chats are open. You can donate to the channel if you don't want to lose a drama. But please, at least. Subscribe, run away at 19k. Moving on to a player. When we signed him, I, I don't know. Oh, he's gone again, Kenny. Kenny's gone again. Uh, and he's back in again. So sorry about this, everyone. I thought I lost you. I thought you went then, not me. No, it's not, I think your Wi Fi's playing up a little bit, mate. It's uh, been a bit okay. stuttery at times, but it's fine. Um, you just like to make late entrances, don't you? So now you made three, just keep <laughs> reappearing. But um, a player that from the off, I don't know why, I just thought. Yeah, I'm going to like this guy. And I thought, yeah, Kenny's going to love him and all. George Honeyman, you're all over him, aren't you? Yeah, honestly, straight away. The minute I heard that we was in for him, um, I, I mean, I, t- I think I turned around and said in the WhatsApp group, forget Fleming, forget anybody else. George Honeyman will be the signing of, of the season for us. Um, I remember watching him. We When we played Hull at home, I remembered watching him and his... His movement, his tenacity, his intensity, like a, a lot of the game, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Like he, he was, he was ridiculous. That, that his movement, his tackling. I think I wasn't too sure whether he scored against us or not, but but I think I felt like he did score against us. He scored against us um, the year before. No, it was last year. But it was at their ground when they beat us two one. Arrived oh, late yeah. in the box uh, with an header. Which is funny because right. that five foot four, he nearly scored an error again the other night, didn't he? The other day. <laughs> yeah, but he's he for me for me. I know, I know you probably have a difference in opinion on this, but for me, that's why he's a ten. Um, he is yeah. exactly what we're missing. Someone going fast, hard into the box, aggressive, um, and also able to trot back as well um, if he needs to. I don't dislike him in a ten. I just really like him in the fucking central yeah. midfield. But- yeah, so I mean, a phobie and, and Honeyman were two, two very good uh, acquisitions. And then the next two, of course, two youngsters, Charlie Creswell. Uh, question for you on Creswell. I mean, look, he's clearly talented and, and we have my mate from Leeds Channel 1. He's saying how good he is. But I feel like people are raving about him a bit early, even, you know, he hasn't really... Well, he scored a good goal against Palace. But he also struggled to contain uh, them down that side in the second half, as we did in the first half as well. But... Um, and it's sort of dragged, I know Daniel Ballard's a thing in the past, but it sort of dragged that back in as well because everyone's going, oh yeah, Creswell over Ballard all day long. I'm not so sure really as of yet. I hope it, it is. But um, yeah, what do you make of, of the sign of Creswell on a season long line? I haven't seen, I haven't seen much of him. I mean, he, he is obviously a, a classy defender and he's, he's definitely somebody that um, we we could benefit from. However, again, you, you always look at it and go, do you know what we got? at least one decent centre-back that's been playing in the 23s mm. um, this season. Um, I would have been more interested in 
I don't know, maybe getting another young centre-back in, but which isn't as classy as Cresswell, to back for what we've already got, in my opinion. But I'm not going to say no to having him in the team. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a... Of course not, no. I think I think he's there. I don't think he's going to come straight in, to be honest. I think Raul is going to go with that back three that was you know, predominantly our back three for much of last season. I think that's that's a good thing. I think him coming from Leeds and other clubs wanting him, we would have had to guarantee Leeds he's going to play some, you know, a substantial yeah, amount yeah. of games. But as you said, definitely a good acquisition. This next one, now I don't dislike this Shackleton. He's obviously a good player, very versatile. I'm just not so sure why we signed him, to be honest. Because we've got Danny Mack right wing back. Rumours around Danny Mack. That's not really, he's, he's going to sign a contract, hopefully. I'll say that. I don't know for definite. Um, and then you've got Billy Mitchell and Ryan Leonard, who can both play centre midfield and both play right wing back. Then you've also got George Evans, George Savile and Honeyman, all midfielders. So I'm not so sure. I mean, we have got a view to an option to buy him. But you laughing at that comment. We've got, I don't know why, you know, we've got an option to buy Shackleton. I'm not saying, you know, it's not, he's clearly a good player. He's been promoted with Leeds. But I just yeah. don't know if it was a position we needed to fill when others may have, may have needed to be. You know what I mean? Well, I've spent three seasons second-guess Gary Rowett and things that he's doing and people that he's putting. And I haven't been I haven't been able to do it successfully yet. So the only thing I can think of is that, unfortunately for us, he does like to rotate a lot. Um, yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, he's just gone for depth there. Um, I think that one game you'll find we'll have two centre midfielders and then the next game we'll have two completely different centre midfielders. Mm. I, had, I had a bit of a, of, a, of a horrific thought. I thought, if we know we're getting Shackleton in and we, you know, Danny Mack things up in the air a little bit and we've got the option to buy him, Rowett might well have said, well, look, we, you know, he'll add to the squad in depth this season. I think Rowett's done well there. I think Rowett's taken into consideration the amount of injuries we've had, the amount of illnesses we've had, because fuck me, we seem to have more than anyone else, don't we? But I think yeah. maybe thinking, we don't particularly need Shackleton right here, right now, but we'll, we'll buy him next summer and we'll get him in the door now, sort of thing, do you know what I mean? And in yeah. case Daniel Mack does go elsewhere once his contract's signed for money or, or, or Evans will then hopefully move on, whatever, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think, look, I mean, I'd love to keep Danny Mack in, in, in the side and I wouldn't like to see him go to QPR, but I also wouldn't argue with having Shackleton as a right wing back. That's for sure. If Danny Mac went, no, yeah, he's boxing quite clever. Right, he's covering himself nicely. Um, thanks for the donation, Jason. Looking forward to Saturday. I can't wait now. I can't wait now for Saturday. You, you going Saturday, Ken? I'm one hundred percent going. I've taken um, Lexi, Archie, and my little girl Evie's coming as well. Oh, nice. What about Charlie? Yeah. Charlie's on holiday, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Right. Um, I, I said, unless you, if you, unless you one hundred percent got to work to pay your mortgage, you've got to go to a funeral, a wedding, or you like seriously ill or broke your leg. I, I can't see why you wouldn't be there Saturday. Oh, I won't miss it. I won't miss yeah. it. Not, not I'll, you. I mean, I'll, I'll miss the funeral. I'll miss the funeral. <laughs> yeah, or, or weddings. Weddings ain't really my sort of thing, mate. Um, <laughs> there's been another donation there, as Jack. How are you, mate? Jack Carter's in the, in the chat. Cheers, brother. Thank you very much for the donation. One of the Lions TV boys. Not sure we're going to do them. If we're going to do them um, score predictions this year, not sure. Chasing people for the fucking for the scores <laughs> is hard work. So for the videos is hard work. But um, look, 
that's our five players in so far. There is rumours of more. Where do you think we need to strengthen looking at the state of the squad at the minute? I think, I think to be honest, uh, and I think you've covered it as well, uh, definitely down the left-hand side. Although, you know, you have got Murray Wallace, you have got Bezart Topolodge, you've got Malone. Me personally, I fancy, I fancy Topolodge, but I would maybe think about looking on the left-hand side a little bit more, a pacey winger um, or a proper left wing-back. Um, and I do think that we, we're, we're a striker short, to be honest. I, an out and out goal scorer. Um, yeah. You know, doesn't have to be proven. Doesn't have to be proven. Um, but just, you know, a young, hungry striker um, that, that can cover, say, the Bradshaw if he gets injured or Benicophobia that gets injured. And um, we can start pushing players on. Um, that Sims is a is a great, but for me, a bit of business. If he's going for half a million, then, yeah, you know, he, he could be five, six million in three years' time, two years' time. Half a million. I'm surprised that any player, uh, sort of that, uh, you know, I know they they're having their recent struggles, Everton, but club of that size to let any sort of player is go for five hundred grand because I don't think they need the money, do they? But he's one no. I'd be very interested in. He scored goals up in Scotland. All right, Scotland. He scored goals for Blackpool when he's on loan there. But the, the, the basic message is he scored goals wherever he's been. He's big. He's powerful. We can be one of our players because I think that aside. If we can nick someone for half a million, we'll do it. But I don't think, other than that, there's a lot of money, you know, left in the budget from what I'm sensing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look, we ne- we never expected us to spend the money that we we have spent. So um, again, it's second guessing, isn't it? Because we're, yeah, we we're all about a club with no no money, and then um, we go and bash out nearly a two million pound signing, and, and we nearly spent four million. Um, on, on our signing, so you know. Have we? Well, how much was how much was Honeyman? Yeah, it's the thing is, the club don't ever tell you that. That's, this is the only issue you got is that they go um, a long term contract or an extension of a contract and undisclosed fee. They're very keeping their cards close to their chest. Obviously, they've got their reasons for that. But um, yeah, I suppose a phobia. I, I believe a phobia. So I think we just took over his Stoke contract. Right. That's what I got told. Obviously, we paid for Honeyman. Yes, you're right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Fleming was was nearly two two mil, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So we've done well, mate. We have we have done well. But I mean, and I've said this: it's not me being negative at all. But everyone says, "Oh, you know, oh, we announced promotion. This is it. We're going up. We've only got in four players. One of those was playing for us last year. Five players, sorry. One of those was playing for us last year anyway. And everyone around Gary Rowett said this as well. Everyone around us has strengthened. Do you know what I mean? So it's not. I don't think we should get too excited in that sense, but in another sense, I think we'll be we'll be more than safe this year. But we'll get on to that shortly. Let's talk friendlies next. Did you go to any of them? No, no way. Um, do you know what? Someone said to me, "Oh, why didn't you go?" I said, "Well, I went. I've been to Germany. I drove to Germany to watch the World Cup 2006, five. Can't remember. Uh, 2006 would have been." And then again in 2008, and they drove to Russia. But when it comes to the England friendlies and and um, the poxy nations, league, I don't, I will not watch them. Uh, no, I don't mind friendlies so much with me all, but I only went to Dartford. Um, yeah. Did you watch any of the games though, aside from not actually being there? Yes, I watched the I watched the Palace game. Um, I watched the Hammerby game. I watched um, the Ipswich game. 
there was one more, wasn't there? That I watched like the last 20 oh, minutes Chester. of the Colchester game. Yeah, the Colchester game, I think a lot. I watched the last 20 minutes. So, look, I'm, I'm the same as you on, on Friendies. I would have gone to Dartford if it was on a Saturday. Um, I, you know, the last proper pre-season I'd done, geez, in Ireland, when we went and um, played Shamrock Rovers and, and people like that. Um, there is talk of next year maybe going back to doing the return leg with, with Hammerby. That'd be decent. But let's talk Palace yeah. at first. Um, yeah. We said we want to be entertained, you know, on any given day, let alone being a friendly. Do you think it's strange that our best performance in pre-season, we conceded five goals? Because I've come off the back of that Palace game. I was actually really excited. Yes, well, you know me. I like to put a negative thing on everything. So... Um... That's why we're waiting for everybody to turn up. Me and you together, it's a fucking... (laughs) Um, Yeah, look, I think that we played a a not very fit Crystal Palace, just getting into the swing of things. Um, I think that if we played Crystal Palace now, I think we'd probably get our our arses handed to us, to be honest. But um, I I don't think we could could have taken anything out of that game. I, I don't think we can take anything out of any games, really, other than... Oh, sorry, yeah. we're going on Palace, aren't we? Yeah, I wasn't impressed with Palace. Palace. I mean, if you look at the goal we scored, where it came from the back, uh, it was Evans with a crossfield ball, that was my mistake. Then the touch from Danny Mack, Honeyman, little flick on, Ryan Leonard cross in. I'm yeah. like, wow. We yeah, look yeah. super fucking sharp, considering it's the first game. So put a goal, seven, eight, nine passes together and finish off. Sorry, Ken, just really quickly. Thanks for tuning in, mate. I have fired into Barry Howes on Facebook. And he hasn't come back to me. So if you could set me up, if you could DM me and set me up with, with getting in contact with him, I could get him on our show. But thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated. Sorry, Ken. Yeah. The, the, um, and then what we what we in the last couple of seasons, we've we haven't stopped scoring from set pieces for our own fault, but teams have cottoned on a bit and sort of stopped. And that was a massive threat for us. We scored yeah. two set pieces, and I was like, fucking here we go. Four goals against the Premier League side. Do you know what I mean? There were some really good goals that day, weren't there? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. You, you, this is the thing you can't you can't moan about. Oh dear, man's just trying to have his magnus, and his co-host keeps losing, <laughs> keeps losing his reception. Sorry about this, everyone. We are still awaiting the uh, the fashionably late arrival of Henry Morgan. But yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Barry Alston. Kenny's back in. He was really good, wasn't he? I remember Barry Owls scored a hat-trick up at Derby away. Um, it was over Christmas one year. It must have been around 2004, 2005. And, of course, he scored that goal at West Ham as well. So, I'd be really interested to get him on the show. I did fire in. Kenny's back in. The fourth coming. Sorry, mate. That's all right, mate. It happens. New right. internet. So, um, oh, it's a new internet. tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, fucking get on to Broad, wherever they're fucking called. But, yeah, um... So yeah, some really good goals. I mean, I've, I've 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 missed that there as well. Fucking Fleming's goal. We looked really sharp, didn't we? But since then, and it is only friendlies, so people keep telling me we seem to have gone backwards. What's your stance on it's only friendlies? Don't worry about it. No, I don't. Look, I think that we'll see a different performance on Saturday to what we have seen over the last few friendlies. I'm hoping. However, friendlies are not just friendlies. No. Um, well, you can do it at any level. My under-10s team that I run, we've been playing friendlies all throughout. Every single one of them is to 
work out what is your best formation, um, how to, you know, how you're going to defend certain situations, how you're going to attack. Now, all I've seen, honestly, in them friendlies is exactly the same as what I saw last season, in my, in my opinion. You know, mm. and people say, people have always turned around and said, well, we've got a solid defence. Um, and you can start right from the back. We haven't got a solid defence or as solid as what we think we have. We've got a bloody good goalkeeper. Um, and that showed again Ipswich, right? Ips, we got torn apart. We had three, we had three at the back against Ipswich, and somehow this ball got through three of them. Um, and um, it was a great finish, to be fair. But there were so many times there where we got torn apart, um, and Bartman's helped us out big time. There was, exact, there was an exact same ball from Hammerby. They didn't score from it, but it was right through the middle of us, wasn't it? Bart yep. saved that one. It was a quite a, wasn't the greatest finish, but. Um, yeah, is is our is our defense? It's a good point, really. You're saying, well, Bart has won Player of the Season two out of the three seasons he's been here. So you're saying yeah. it's not our defense so sturdy. And I see a couple of people in the comments earlier saying Cooper's got to be dropped out. Hutchinson's aging, so um, maybe Chrisman will play a bit more of a prominent part. But yeah, I know what you're saying. You, we uh, there has been a bit. It's been a bit gappy at times. Mind the gap, isn't it? In the, in the back three at times with them little straight flat balls in in, in behind. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, you say, I mean, I'm a little bit different with you on Hutch. I'd say that Hutch is usually a bit more ever reliable. I've got, I've got to a point, and I don't listen because I don't want to start on a negative because I, I'm excited yeah. about the season. Yeah. But the way I feel at the moment about Jake Cooper is the same way that I used to feel about Jordan Archer when someone used to have a shot against him. <laughs> you my, know, my, my personal vendetta against that fucker continues. But I looked him up yesterday thinking. Please be released by Kingsby on that. Please be released. He's, he's played about seven games for five different clubs since he's left me a wall. But anyway, <laughs> getting back to the comments. <laughs> I really fucking dislike him. But go on. Yeah, I like you saying. Um, yeah, and you know that's only on based on last season. You know, if you look at the seasons before that, Jake Cooper's had had, had great um, had great seasons with us. You just got to hope that we have three centre backs that are having that are going to have a good season because last season, like I said, I don't think that we had a really strong defence. I think we had a really good goalkeeper. That's just my opinion. And on counter to that, I think Cooper's brilliant for us. I think he's a mill-type player. This uh, AG's agreeing with you there. I don't know, is it a little bit at times, I, I can be guilty of this, let my like, heart get ruled by my head. I, like, he's been brilliant for us and that's why I love him. But I think the, another reason Creswell's been brought in and this is something that Ballard couldn't do, is that I think Rowett wants to play at the back. Mm-hmm. It scares mm-hmm. the shit out of me more. For another, well, the main reason that scares <laughs> the shit out of me is that in that, and as good as he is in goal, they involve, they'll try and involve our goalkeeper in that, and he cannot play with his feet. Mm-hmm. He scares the shit out of me. It's as good as he is in goal. But, um, it's called the pep pop for a reason, isn't it? It's, you know, you've got players that are on over £200,000 a week that can play football. And the, and the problem is, is then you've got you know, Murray, Wallace and Bart doing a one-two with each other. You've got the pet pop and, and, the, and the muzzer mop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <up> <laughs> Once we try it, we it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, it's scary, you know? Yeah, it is. It is, but um, Mill fan cam. Still in my shows, this guy. Uh, put Creswell on centre-back, push muzzer out to the left. Maloney's and good. I actually, we'll get on to that shortly, but um, 
I mean, and after that, mate, again, we don't want to be negative. I think, I wouldn't say we're negative. I'd like to say we care and we worry a lot. Would that be fair to say? What, we don't care, we worry a lot or we don't care? No, we care so much that we worry a lot and that's, we coming across as negative. Like, at times, I'm like, oh my God, if we don't sort this out, we could go down or if we don't do that, this might happen. We just want well, the best I'll, out of it, didn't we? Yeah, Dan, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. I'll get a bit of grief usually for my opinions, but I'll be honest with you, every single thing that I've said last season happened. You know, so <laughs> I don't think sometimes it's being negative. Sometimes it's seeing something that maybe somebody else hasn't and, you know, voicing your opinion on it. And um, and that is because I love my football club. I spend an absolute fortune watching them up and down the country. Yeah. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have a platform where I can share my opinion. So mm. it is because I love my team and um, and I care too much. Yeah, no, well said, man. The thing is, like I say, if you invest in something, you want the most out of it, don't you? Um, yeah. I don't feel we got the most out of this next game. So I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, no, sorry. All right, that was next. Dartford. Fantastic goal by Tyler Bury. Uh, I went into this game thinking we was going to absolutely sledgehammer them after they shipped six three <laughs> days previous against Charlton. But did you see the Dartford game at all or any highlights? No, I watched the highlights. Um... He watched the highlights and here he comes again. He's back in. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched, I watched the highlights. I watched the Tyler Bury goal. Um, great finish. We haven't seen him since, have we? <laughs> Uh, I think, I mean, I didn't think Tyler, Tyler Bury would even get to this level, if I'm honest. So he, he has got moments of brilliance. He does seem very confident in that 10. And I, I do feel like he's going to get used a lot more in that role this season. Um, which, which is, for me, again, is weird because Jed's left and now we start playing a 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we left him out on the right-hand side and didn't really use a 10. A couple of times last season. But um, Bury can be very in and out. Uh, so I'm not yeah. sure... Where he's going to go from there? Go, on, mate. I'm not his biggest fan, Dan. I, you know, I think that if you're going to play someone like Tyler Bury, then you should play players like Isaac Alafi more, Hayden Muller more, Alex Mitchell more. Um, and I think that players like Isaac Alafi and Hayden Muller would benefit the team a lot more than Tyler Bury. So, that's a really for good me, it's a really good shout. Yeah. I think Tyler Bury, I'll be honest with you, I think we play him more because for the same reason why we started playing Zach Lovelace. Is um because you need to there. Yeah. Yeah. He's been banging him in by the way, Lovelace for the uh only for the Rangers twenty threes, but he's been he's scoring like a couple of goals every game for them. But oh he's, that's a really good shack because Hayden Muller, mate, Hayden was in and about in and around it. Hayden was in yeah. and, and, and to go and get Shackleton when you've got I mean Hayden's actually a centre back, but yeah, with Alex Pearsley, when I thought that really was going to pave the way for him or Alex Mitchell to come in. Gary mm-hmm. Rowe confirmed this week that Alex Mitchell's going to be going back out on loan, uh, which I think that will benefit Al. But Hayden is not nothing against Hayden, but where he was during COVID to where he is now, he seems to be slipping down the pecking order a bit. And I think mm-hmm. you're right. If you're going to get Bury around it, then why not have Alafe around it? Alafe was actually, this is the only worry I've got with him. He was injured the other day. He had a tight hamstring. So he missed the game against Ipswich on that basis. But Hayden, definitely, you're right, mate. I don't understand why we're not. And that's a really good shout for you. I didn't consider that option. That you know, Because as soon as he done well, didn't he? There was rumours of Brentford and the exactly. enemy him and stuff like that. And yeah, I know yeah. for a fact that's why Lovelace was involved. 
That's why they got like they wanted him in that short window. They wanted him. They wanted the, you know it bit yeah. us in the ass a bit because he went to fucking Scotland, and then the compensation is not as much. But yeah, good goal from Bury. Another one from um, Afobe. And in this, oh no, sorry, this was honestly, and this is this is negative. I can't say anything other than this. One of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was actually saying in the stream. I was actually asking in the live stream. I was asking people to leave. <laughs> I'll say, come on, look, just go, because I wouldn't be sitting here if you, if, you know, if I weren't hosting it. Did you watch Colchester at all? <laughs> no, so I watched like the last twenty minutes of the game, um, and I went onto the um, the WhatsApp group, and when I put a message in, I think I woke everyone up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they weren't they weren't impressed, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I, it, I, I'm so, I'm going to say it again. It's screaming, and I know again. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to cut. I don't want to keep um, being negative because I want to start this on the season on a positive. But that them games have screamed last season like we haven't learned anything. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and hopefully, look, we'll go out Saturday and and we'll get proven wrong. But from the summer we had to where, where we then got, despite conceding five against Palace, then I thought we're going to kick on here. Do you know what I mean? We're going to start knocking teams over. And let's have it right. We should be knocking teams over like Colchester, like Darford. Yeah. Uh, but we just didn't seem to click. And I, I, I said this on various videos. I don't feel it's all about your fitness. And, and I think I, I was proved right with the Ipswich game. You're understanding of your teammates because there was points. Two players went for a ball. Then two players left the next ball for each other. I think then uh, Billy Mitchell stood and wanted the ball to feet. But someone who was passing it to him thought he was going to run onto it. And it just like... Lots of miscommunications and not, you know, not dealing with your teammates. Uh, Trev, Sir Trevor off. Darfur was poor. Colchester poor. It's, it's shocking. We need another striker. Zion is not ready. Bury a prima donna for me. Thinks he's a dog's bollocks. He's not even made it yet. Fucking hell, that could have come out of your mouth. That Ken, did it? <laughs> me and Trev get on quite well. I've met, I've met the man now. Finally, I had to get past the cut of his um. Butler's first to shake his hand at Dartford. But it was good he still ain't bought me a pint, though. Eh? He still ain't bought me a pint. I know. That's why he's got the millions, mate. The people who got the millions don't spend nothing. Uh, Charlie, evening, mate. Lafayette is gilling them. I mean, at this point, if he's not going to make it this year, then you just might as well let the, let the guy go. But I think Rowett said he's, he's been happy with him during pre-season and he's going to give him an opportunity. But I do believe that Lafayette does struggle with little niggles here and there. And uh, that's the reason he was at the Ipswich game. So moving on to Hamami. And I've chosen that picture in particular because we will speak about the man shooting over the bar afterwards or wide or somewhere. Um, Hamabi, Ken. Yeah. I thought that was a re- I thought that was a really good side. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought um, they knocked it around beautifully. I think that was probably the best test that we've had over over pre-season. Um yeah, good football inside, um, good energy, um, and I, and I think that we we contained them very well because that's what we're good at as a team is containing them. Um, but yeah, again though, as as a supporter and looking for entertainment, etc. I mean, I, don't, I know the penalties didn't mean anything, but again, I, I I look. We went to penalties, and I was like, well, that's us done then. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> I don't remember the last time we won a game on penalties. I just thought back straight away to uh, Jake Cooper over the bar at that end again. That's right. Yeah. 
That yeah. was funny. That was funny. But yeah, Hamabi, really good test. I feel that we got something out of the Hamabi game in the fact, in the sense that they were super fit because they're halfway through their season. We're yeah. doing a lot of chasing. Um, so I feel that that done our, our fitness levels the world of good, if I'm honest. Um, but again, it's not all about fitness, is it? So that's another game. I think that's what's that then? That's um, one, two, that's three, three clean sheets in a row. Good opposition, them again, two great saves from Bart. Yeah, but by this point, now I'm like, right, okay, we've had our games and we played two games in one day one at Dartford, one at Bromley. Um, um, he has to alternate the squad. I get that, but now this is this is the point. Now I'm going to continue. We'll be back in one. Don't worry. I'm going to continue with. We're going to we're going to continue with like um. We've done the we've done the tinkering and we've done the who shall we play for me against Ipswich. We should have gone with a team that's going to start Saturday. And Rowett has already said maybe it's a curveball because he don't want fucking Stoke having a good look at us. Um, that's not going to be the team that starts. I think at this point now, you've had your fitness, you've had your friendlies, now you need to go and knock Ipswich over 2-3-0. And I thought that, you you know, if you got a stranger in and you said, watch this game of football, guess who's League One, guess who's Championship? I think they might one wouldn't have been able to tell, or two said, yeah, Ipswich are in the Championship. Yeah, I agree. Um, they were just a lot classier, weren't they, Ipswich? Um and again, it's. It, I think this is after problem as well as as having a manager who was a defender. Um, is technically that's pretty much all he knows is, you know, how to defend and and ways of defending certain situations, etc. And I do get the philosophy, but we do not have a clue moving forward. Um, so if it's not a set piece, um, the Ipswich goal. You got to remember what we get. We got that from. Defending, if that makes sense, because we're pressing and we're trying to honeyman's honeyman's artwork, wasn't it? And then the phobie joined joined in. Exactly. So we don't create enough opportunities, and you know, players like Bradshaw. I feel feel sorry for players like Bradshaw because Bradshaw's not going to score many goals if we play like this. But and I'll say it again: we have a fantastic team and a fantastic squad of players. However, if we continue to play. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The way we play, we're not going to get anywhere near that top six, that's for sure. No. Well, he has changed it, though, hasn't he? He has actually changed the formation. He's gone with a 10. And this is one of the... One of the um, defences I've got for the strikers and for Fleming. Because I think Fleming, he said, I like to play in that 10. He needs the ball delivered to him so then he can distribute. All right, at a minute, his distribution's a bit off at times and he fucking tries outrageous things from places he shouldn't. I've got no problem with that. But I just feel like if we... I feel like, okay, we're now playing a 10, but we haven't really worked out how to play that 10 yet, if that makes sense. I think we've got back, we've got to pump balls into him and let him pull the strings and dis, you know be the middleman, distribute it off to the strikers... Because at the minute, the midfielders ain't creating anything. The wingers' deliveries, as much as I love Danny Mack, um, someone called him Marlon Romeo Mark II the other day to me, because his deliveries are not being fantastic. And Malone's gone to pieces. This is the reason the strikers aren't getting any service. Yeah. Yeah, and also you've got to remember that actually the type of players that we have in the box are not really the type of players that are looking for service from the box. Um, you know, Bradshaw and a phobia are are the type of players that want to run behind the defenders and, and get a one-on-one. Or Bradshaw's more of a... He's like a Nistelroy, isn't he? You know, he's usually just in the right place at the right time for a drop, of, you know, the ball dropping in the box and and mm. stuff like that. We're not... And it's been the same for the last three seasons. We don't play to our striker strengths. Mm. Um, and what if you have a 10 in there, then you should start playing to your striker's strengths, but we haven't as of yet. Maybe it hasn't clicked for shit, but people again going back to oh, it's only friendlies. If we haven't sussed out how to play the 10 in the last four games, <laughs> for me, what's going to change in the next five days to make that click? He's not going to uh, go, I'm... okay, well, look, we played like this in friendlies, they're only friendlies, all right, that was a, that was just for the crack. Now we're going to start playing the right way. They still would have been playing in those games the way that we're going to, you know, the patterns of play and the shape we're going to attempt to have on Saturday. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're too negative. I was, I was thinking back to last summer. I think we actually played Ipswich away and beat them three-one. Yeah. And again, you can't read too much into results, but I think you know, last preseason was was a lot more positive. Um, and we started all right, didn't we, last year? QPR away first game. Can't really remember after that. So uh, one all, wasn't it? Was it one all? Yeah, one all. Great day that was. Fuck me, what a day that was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, let's, let's, let's get on with some of the comments before we move on. Um, Scott Malone is pony. He's got to go and we need a left wing back. And then Charlie said, if Bessart Topolog hasn't worked his way into Rowett's plans, then all the 23 should leave because there's no route in. For me, again, this is, you know, Bez, I, I've watched him for years, so I like him. You know, I mean, I've seen, not just on that base, I've watched him for years. He's come through and I always sort of had my eye on him. And I've told this story before. My best mate didn't like him, but like Dan Moss. And it was a little bit of a like, running joke between us. But Bez has done really well. He's got a great left foot, can defend, he's got pace. He can actually play centre-back as well. He plays left side of centre-back a lot. 
I thought he was really good against Palace um, and then really good against Dartford. And then he hasn't really had a look in since. Do you know what I mean? Where are you with this Scott Malone situation? Because yeah, I'm, I, I think he's gone, mate, from one I think he's completely gone. Yeah, I, I agree. I, the, the problem is you have patches with Scott, don't you? And the problem is, is the one person that actually he used to play really well with was Jeb Wallace. And yeah. you're, you're not going to, you know, who else is he going to find to play well with like with that? I, I want to go back to the um, the defence mindset that you mentioned. Yeah. And it's, just, it's just clicked in my head that we don't have, or somebody's put in the comments about an attack-minded coach. Isn't our, isn't our coaching staff for the, say, the uh, first team and the under-23s, um, Gary Rowett defender, wasn't Barrett a defender? Um, Scott Fitzgerald, he was a defender, wasn't he? And yeah, Paul Robinson. Defender. Uh, yeah, so you're a... Uh, you haven't got any attacking stuff there, so that explains a lot. But sorry, Scott Malone. Um, yeah, he's gone, and he he's, he he was gone halfway through last season. I mean, if you um, disagree with me and Kelly, let us know in the comments because well, maybe it's we're sounding negative. But I think that's a position we definitely need to strengthen. But if he will score think. a weldy, then he will score a weldy in the next ten games, and then yeah. that's what puts him there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair, fair point. People saying thoughts on Creswell. So I'll put this question to you, Ken. Rewinding it back a bit. Of the five new signings, Fleming, Afobi, Honeyman, Creswell, Shackleton, who's impressed you the most and who's impressed you the least? Let us know in the comments, everyone, as well. Who's impressed you the most and who's impressed you the least of the five new um, signings? Okay, so who's impressed me the most? It's a bit of a a bit of a joint one because I think Afobi's done really well. Yeah. But 100%... Honeyman, one hundred percent, yeah, absolute beast. Like, a, like a, for me, a proper Millwall player. He will leave everything on the pitch. Um, he really excites me. He's a, he's a player that you, I, I feel like I can trust. Um, yeah, and just you know, if there's a one on one or something like that, you know, going in for a tackle, I know that he's gonna, I know he's gonna be there. He's gonna give it. Um, Your old man agrees. Yeah. Trevor you can't Green. listen to me, Dad, because he thought that Marlon Romeo was the best player in the world. A lot of my fans thought that. They were going to bigger things. I think I know your answer for your next one. I think our answers are the same. And I think they're the same as Amp of the Lions, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I've, I've, Fleming is um, my least, but only because I think that Millwall or Gary Rowett or, or whatever is going to absolutely ruin him. Um I do believe that Fleming can be a fantastic player for us. I really do. Um, but he needs time to bed in. He really does. And I think we spoke about this the other day about, you know, where I'd, I wouldn't have him start. I'd give him 20 minutes or half hour, but then give him 90 minutes in the, in the Carabao Cup or whatever, you know, just really slowly bed him in and don't let's not put too much pressure on him. Yep, 100%. And again, we're not saying it to be negative. We're saying, I hope he doesn't watch the show, the poor bastard. He'll look his confidence. But he's very <laughs> confident. And what I do like about him is when something, he'll try something outrageous and I'll go, fucking hell. Like Jeb Wallace-esque almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't come off. He don't care, mate. He just does it again the next time, do you know what I mean? So we we like we like him. Of course, he's our record signing, wanting to succeed. But we think manage it in the right way. That's what Chris is saying. Fleming needs time. New country, new club. 
needs to bed in. I couldn't agree more. We we couldn't agree more on that one, Ken, could we? Yeah, no, 100%. And do you know what? Don't help him. You know, if we bought him for 150 grand, no one would care less. Yeah, very you true. Know. But I did say something as well. I said, he's our record signing, yes. But let's have it right. We, we ain't got no dough. And in this grand scheme of football, that is absolute chicken feed. Man City probably pay their physio more than that, £1.7 million a year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, he will come good, though. You've seen he's got... It's not going to be an Uwe Fuchs situation because he's got a bit about him. That goal at Palace was, was superb. So, I, I, I think if he's on the bench Saturday, it wouldn't bother me. And I would hope that everyone else would see that as a good management move rather than, why has he fucking bought Fleming and not started him? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, he'd get he'd get some um, some points off me, Rowett, if he didn't start Fleming. I think that for me on Saturday, I don't know what it is. We'll get onto this shortly. I've I've got a feeling, my own personal opinion, for some reason, something keeps nagging at me, saying we need to go have experience on Saturday. We need to go have experience. I don't know why, but just something's telling me in my mind that we need to to go with experience on Saturday. Let's have a look. We're jumping ahead a bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk. I asked you earlier to send in your team for Saturday. And, oh, fuck, I can't find a graphic. Hang on. Um, it's definitely there somewhere, mate, because I fucking edited it earlier. Right. I asked Kenny to send me in his team for this Saturday's game. That's not it either. That's a Hammerby lineup. Oh, dear, 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 dear. Right. I have found it. Oh, no, it won't be there, will it? Sorry, everyone. Lost me idea. I've got it. Right. This can happen live. So I asked Kenny to send me an East start at 11, which he choose for Stoke on Saturday. And there it is. Do you want to talk us through it, Ken? Yeah. Um, well, as you can probably tell, I've definitely not got um, Malone in there. Um I think that probably more than likely the, the back three is going to be Cooper, Cresswell and Hutch. Um, Hang on, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, un unless he does go with Malone, then I think that he's got a big, big choice to make with that back three and putting Murray Wallace into it. Um, I think that probably one of the most impressive players over pre-season, I'm going to have to say it, has been Ryan Leonard. Um, and okay. as you know, I've rated him and and said to you that I think he's one of the best, one of our best centre midfielders when he's not injured. Um, so he gets to go in there with Shackleton because I think Shackleton is is an absolute motor. He's an engine. Um, he's calm on the ball. He can push forward. He can get back and doesn't mind a tackle. Um, Honeyman put in a ten because for the main reason of exactly what he did against Ipswich, put, you know, putting that pressure on. Um, relieving the pressure of uh, Bradshaw or Fobi having to drop. Um, and I know Bradshaw hasn't done well over pre-season. Um, however, feed the Bradshaw and he will score. And um, Bradshaw and Afobi linked really well the last part of um, the, the last season. And I think you have to keep going with it. Yes, yeah, a good side, mate. So that's the side that you would pick, yeah? Yep. I'd like that. Mine's not far off that. I won't reveal mine today because um, I'll do my preview show on Thursday. And by the way, in case you don't know, we are doing another live stream when I am doing another live stream on Wednesday with this guy, <laughs> Benjamin Bloom. It's the, I laugh because that's the first time I've ever put myself in a thumbnail 
And I hate YouTubers that put themselves in thumbnails. But apparently it can really fucking like help your um your views. So I was like, oh cringe. Well I had to do it. Couldn't take ten pounds off myself though, like in, in the in the in the edit. But um looking at Kenny's team. Um I like what Kenny's picked. I'm I'm not far off that personally. I don't think he'll play Creswell. That is what I would do, what Kenny's done, but I don't think Rowe would do it. I think he's got Scott Malone fever and he'd have to play Scott Malone. He won't be able to help himself. Um <laughs> Uh, midfielders, I, I agree with Kenny. I think you've got to get Lennon in there 100%. And I don't know, as much as it pains me to say it, I think, Kenny, again, I agree with what you're saying. It's a, it's a proven, um, it's a proven formula, isn't it? Benicophobe. Yep. And um, Tom Bradshaw, 24 goals between them. What can you yes. say? And like you know, we will say again, for his own protection and his own development and the protecting our asset, let Fleming start on the bench. I don't know where Fleming will be with that. Maybe his confidence might be a bit hit, but Stoke's going to be a very, very difficult game, especially now they've signed someone who I would have loved to have signed in Dwight Gow. Um, let's see, let's wait and see what this week brings. What do you make of like how how you you never know what's going on behind closed doors, but how slow we've done our business? I feel like we've done it quite. We're taking our time over it, and I feel we're now four days away, five days away from the season, and we're still a striker short. We have said we're still getting a, you know, it's not just us thinking we're a striker short as fans. Rowe has yeah. said we're, you know, we're going to get someone else in. Have we left it a little bit late, or is that, you know, can that not be helped? It's, it's one of them things again where it's second guessing, isn't it? It's a, uh, I'm sure that they've, I'm sure that he's got a load of things under his sleeve. Um, that it doesn't just happen like that, does it? You know, if, if, if you're going to sign a striker, we, we could have already potentially signed one, but it's now that it takes a week to do the paperwork or whatever it is, you know. Um, and there's not usually just one choice there, is there? There's, there's usually a couple. So, you know, I'll, we have to trust in, in Rowett. We trust um, for, for the start of the season. And, um, yeah, see where, see where we go afterwards. It, it, go on, mate, sorry. No, sorry, mate. I was just, um, I think the biggest talk in this comments is Billy over Mitchell, over Leonard. And, uh, you know, let's not go too deep into that, please. But, um, I, I like them both. I like them both. And I, I love Honeyman. But I prefer Honeyman as a centre mid. Maybe I can grow to love him in that camp because, again, people are saying Bennett, as much as I love Bennett, unfortunately, someone said, um, you know, he'll be injured by fucking five past three again. Which I hope he isn't, but it's not impossible, is it? Hmm. No, I, I agree with you, Ken. And you said, in, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, Leonard's got to play. And I said, well, Ken, wait, listen. Leonard, yes. But when he first came, he was terrible. He worked his way in. He started doing well, really well under Rowett. And I always say the summer Rowett's best work. But he's 29-ish, 30 now. And he's had two long-term yeah. injuries over the last couple of seasons. So I said to you, I think, you know, Ken, he's, time, he's only going to be a squad player. But... I, you know, I'll, I'll be answer up on that one. Um, you was right. I think he's been brilliant in pre-season. I think he's definitely forced his way into the manager's finger. I think on the basis of what I've seen pre-season, then it's got to start somewhere in there. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 do you know what? I used to get really frustrated seeing Ryan Leonard as a right wing-back because, uh, don't get me wrong, he done a great job. But for me, last season, 
he was the best midfielder that we had. Fit or unfit, you know, he, he was or injured or uninjured. For me, he was the best midfielder. And if he was fit, in my opinion, he had to play in that centre midfield. And it goes to show, actually, because he, from midfield, he created more assists than um, Savile and Mitchell and Evans um, and Clifton Bell. So oh, maybe you haven't mentioned Savile there. There's people in the comments saying Mitchell, Bennett, Honeyman. No one's, I mean, no yeah. one's mentioned that. To be fair to Evans, I thought we played really well the other day when he started, but George Savile. Yeah, now, surely George Savile, again, we're looking towards it. We're looking for a leader. We're looking for a main man. He, he, he saw been that player for us before, moved on for £8 million. So he's come back to the club with a little bit of experience, a little bit of swagger, still an, uh, an international footballer. Wait, no one's even mentioned him there, getting him to start on 11. No, and and actually, to be fair, I think that I think I think Savile's definitely come on a lot better than um, than when we first signed him. I think you know he seems to get better game on game on game. But I don't know. Again, he's not the ten that he used to be, is he? Uh, I know he wasn't played oh. like that. And uh, look, I'll I'll say this, and uh, and I'm not picking out central midfielders. I'll say for all of our central midfielders that. The problem is, is that with the likes of Honeyman, you're not going to get away with it. But our central midfielders are told to do a job, obviously. Right? I don't think that that job sees them in their best light at all. Mm. So, you know, when you see someone like Savile having a bad game or you see Mitchell having a bad game, uh, Leonard, Evans, whoever it is, the problem is, is that all four of them that I've just mentioned are fantastic players in their own right. Um, but if they're being told to just sit back and knock the ball five yards or, you know, help out over on the wing, they're not gonna, you're not going to see them at their best. But the problem is, is they then get a lot of grief for doing what they've been told to do. Well, hopefully that, so that, that trend might change now as we are, we are going, it looks like we're going to start, I know what he's going to do Saturday, start five at the back and go two CDMs. And two CDMs. <laughs> the whole yeah. of pre-season. With a 10. Right, we're going to move on shortly to um, Stoke. We're going to look at our first five fixtures and our predictions for the season. But before we do that, let's get this out of the way for you uh, fanboys out there, or girls. Um, squad numbers and kits. I couldn't give a fuck if they played in black bin line as long as we get the result. But some people do love a kit. I do love a kit. I actually collect like retro ones, pay quite a lot of money for some of them. What are we saying about the new kit, everyone? I actually really like it. And for the people moaning that there's a bit of red in it, is what I said on the yeah. group chat. One of the boys, know your fucking history. Because it's exactly the same as the 1987-88 kit. We can't play in blue, blue and blue and all three kits. We have to switch it up. I really like the kit, Ken. What do you think? I think it's sexual, mate. It's, I, I, Hummel are fucking absolutely on fire, mate, aren't they? They've got some great Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, I, I, I'd rather watch us play in that every game than the blue. Um, yeah, i you know, I say I just I just might contradict myself. Not over fucking really bothered, but the home kit's all right this season. But this is an absolute beauty, in my opinion. I do really, it's, really like it. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke of a kit. It's brilliant. Like, you know, uh, to be honest, I don't usually buy the kits, but if I was if I was to buy a kit, that would be the one. Yeah, I don't think I'll be buying it because I don't fit in it. But I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely be, be tapping up centre of picture and right of picture for a fucking. Match one, I don't know that much. Um, from my new display, if I would get it. 
Right. Okay, that's the kit done. Let me know what you think about the kit in the comments. Moving on. Um, Bradshaw, if you want to donate a kit to the channel, um, just let us know. Does that no, that means I'll get it to the channel. Yeah, unless he <laughs> unless he sends unless he sends it to Kenny. <laughs> so you want the kit. You know what the channels have the kit. Right, that's fair enough. I know he does want to know. He's, he's missed his tag this on Instagram, didn't she? Mm. Um, she's an absolute 10 out of 10. But anyway, that's another that's another story. Um, right. I am now looking for a graphic. Ah, and here we are. I've found it. Okay. So First and foremost, I suppose, we should start with, before we look into the first five league games, the opening league games. Uh, Stoke at home. What's happening Saturday, crowd-wise, atmosphere-wise? What are you doing? You know, what's your day's plan? Are you going to be driving back to Seven Oaks with your you know, shirt off, swinging it around the window, bringing let them come? Are we going to be... I'll be taking... Obviously, I'm taking the kids, so I've got to be a little bit... Um... Behave, I'm probably more than likely going to get there early doors. Um, either go to the Windsor or go go to Harry's Bar for a couple. Um, and usually they do some really decent music, don't they, in the, around the side of the cold blow? Well, Ken, well by the way, I, mean, I saw the comment earlier. Trev, Sir, Sir Trevor of Reimer has offered you a, a pint at the bus to get around the I don't say, I'll never say no. Jesus Christ. Go on. <laughs> I never say no to a pint, Trev, so um, I'll be looking out for you now. You'll be there. Um, yeah, and look, it's going to be buzzing, isn't it? It's, it's going to be full up. It's going to be loud. It's going to be, like, really, like, you know, like, mental. And I, honestly, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> however, I, honestly, I think we're either going to win 3-0 or we're going to lose 3-0. Like, that's that's what goes, what's going in my head. Um, or it'll be a bore draw, nil-nil. I'll tell you what, while we're on this subject, yeah, I think Sparky thinks the same. Let's talk about opening days that you can remember that just stick out in your memory. Um, I, I don't know why, but I remember I just started doing the knowledge one year. And I was really excited for the start of the season. Sure, it's the first game. And we lost 1 0 home to Yeovil. Uh, that must have been about 2012 ish. Um, I remember being on holiday once in about 1996. 798, Kenny's got to be back. Um, and we beat, I think it was 97 98, and we beat Brentford 3 0 on the opening day. But I was, I was actually on holiday. I remember getting the Sun newspaper and reading that. And of course, the fucking 6 0 against Rotherham. That's that's what I was going to say. There is 6 0 against Rotherham. Leeds, Leeds 2 0. Lee Gregory wins a penalty as well. That was another one. What stands out for you, Ken? I think, I think. I'll have to go with a recent one, I think, was was the QPR game. Um, yeah, that was a really good day. That, that was just, you know, it was the first game of the season. Uh, do you know what? It was, I think, because uh, it was the first game after COVID, wasn't it? And um, it, there, was a, there was a bit of nerve, like, it was a bit nervous. Do you know what I mean? Like, you haven't been in a football game for two years or whatever. And like, I can't remember how to act and... You know, and you, we got there. I remember was behind a goal, and it was all a bit. It was all a bit new again, you know. And it was it becomes special. And then obviously within, you know, minutes, Jed Wallace decides to volley one from outside the area. I'm sprinting, and there's a there's a great picture by the way because there's we've got a mate called Fat Dan, and he's about thirty stone. <laughs> I don't know how big. When we're together, he gets called Fat Dan. That's how fat he is. 
<laughs> and you've actually interviewed him. You've interviewed yeah, him. Right, yeah, he's a, good, he's a good bloke. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always remember because the, the poor fucker turned round to celebrate and I've jumped on him. So he spent the whole of the time celebrating with his head down like that, with his back to goal while I'm jumping, you know. <laughs> Testing, testing. Right. How is that, everyone? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Sounds gone. <laughs> Paid my broadband bill. Ken? Hello, mate. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I couldn't. You sounded, um, it sounded like, um, it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the people in the stream said that, Mike, yes, but I've sorted it now. The picture's fuzzy, Dave Clark said. Sorry, Dave. It looks crystal clear to me. We are having a few um, technical difficulties tonight. We do apologise. This is the problem with live streams, unfortunately. I'm right down. I'm, I'm actually in... Um, I can actually see the sea for where I'm sitting. So Wi-Fi isn't the best down here at Rye Harbour. I've got to tell you that much. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way... Okay. Steve Morrison. How weird is this, right? So this is how weird this community is, but I love it. Steve's been in the chat for a long time, okay? Gives me a bit of shit. Don't mind it. It's all in good. You don't, no, don't go too far. We have a laugh. On Saturday, someone... Now, he's making out he's Steve Morrison. On Saturday, someone's in the stream making out they're Steve Morrison, Steve Morrison. Someone was making out they was you, Steve, on Saturday, and they got too much, and I, I fucking had a, I had a pop at him. I said, no, you can fuck off, and I blocked him. So he started saying, like, being personal. says about one, like, one of my kids or saying, like, your kid's got a box, has he, or something. So I said, no, fuck you, it's your fucking, that's you done. Steve Lee's messaged me and said, it wasn't the, it wasn't the real Steve Morrison, obviously, but it wasn't our Steve Morrison either. So, so he's now got someone intimate, uh, yeah, like making out the you, Steve. So welcome back. <laughs> but that was weird. Um, right, okay. Yeah, he was a nightmare. John, you was fuming with him, but there you go. Right, we're back in. What was we talking about? Predictions for Stoke. Win, yes. lose, win or lose 3-0. We've had lively opening days. All right, let's try and wrap this up now by just looking at our first five games of the season. Millwall v Stoke, we've covered. Cambridge versus um, Millwall. I'm not so fast about it. Let's focus on the league. Yeah. Sheffield United. If we beat Stoke, 
I think we could take a huge fucking crowd to Sheffield United. Um, Coventry at home is definitely winnable. Gary Rowett's actually come out in the press and said he, he's not happy about our opening fixtures there because Swansea we've got on a Tuesday night and then three days later on a Friday night we're like literally you couldn't go further away could you? Like South Wales to the east coast of England and Rowett's not too happy about those fixtures Ken, what are you saying about these first first five fixtures and what you're hoping to yeah. get out of them? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I think the first game of the season is a big telltale for us. Like you know, if we if we if we beat um, Stoke, are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you beat Stoke, if we beat Stoke, um, then I think we like you say we will take a big following of Sheffield United. And actually, we we usually have quite a good. Um, we usually get a good result out of Sheffield United, don't we? Or at least a good performance. Yeah. You should be turning over teams like Coventry. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. You can moan as much as you like, but these boys get paid good money to play football. And it doesn't take three days to get to, to Norwich. I think it's the travel. I think it's more in the prep. It's probably not yeah, even worth going back to London there, is it? No, it's not. You know, but that, you know, that's what you do. You know, you, you, I don't know, you have a rest in Swansea for the day and then you travel. Look, Dan, we, we work all week and then we drive up all the way up to Huddersfield. Um, and then we come home and then we have to spend the day with our family. And before you know it, we're back at work and we don't get paid 10 grand a week. So, you know. Tell you a story, actually. It just, just popped into my head. So I grew up with a guy, played football. We, well, he's a really good side. And so he, he, he used to play for Arsenal. His name is Jamie Day, okay? And I went to watch him play on a Saturday morning once at London Colney with my old man, just to like show our support. And at London Colney's training ground, was Newcastle. They were training there and it absolutely blew my mind. I'm like, why are Newcastle training? I'll tell you not the story. Kenny clearly doesn't care. Why are New he's back? Why are Newcastle training at Arsenal's training ground? It absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. It can happen, can't it? Because you I said, well, they're in London and needed training ground. Arsenal will let them use their facilities and they'll return yeah, a favour later on in the season. So like you said, it's definitely doable. But what are you saying about these first five fixtures? You go in um you go in Sheffield United. I'm not, I'm not sure. It's debatable. Debatable. I don't have a vehicle now that can get me up there. So, a what? I don't have a car that can get me up there. I've only got to work. So, well, I'm driving, but I'm I'm probably going to stay up there. Funny enough, right, I went to book the juries in the other day. I didn't have a bank card. I went. For, it was eighty five quid. Right. Look today, it's two hundred and seventeen quid. Oof. It's a fucking liberty, isn't it? Ridiculous. But I'm I, I'm not going to stay there now, obviously. But I'm going to stay up there. So, if you want more than welcome to jump in. I love Mad Mike's enthusiasm. Win, win, draw, win, loss. I mean, look, we we predominantly start seasons not fantastic. What you, points wise, Kim? If we put it back up on the screen, our possible fifteen. How many points would you be happy with in the opening five? Uh, I'll go. I'll go eight points. Straight down the middle, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Go for a win against Stoke. A draw against Sheffield United, a win against Coventry, a loss from either Swansea or Norwich, and then a draw out of one of them. Yeah, I'm going to go Stoke draw, Sheffield United, <laughs> Sheffield United draw. draw. <laughs> yeah, uh, then uh, beat Coventry, that's seven. Swansea is a difficult one to scope, and you've got to say you're going to lose against Norwich, if you're honest, didn't you? So, you know... Tough start, but there is no easy games in this division, as we know. 
Um, and finally, John de Gauvoir. Good evening, mate. You've led us nicely onto it. Predictions for the season. Where do you see us in nine months, ten months' time? I'd, I'd love to say I'd, I'd, I see us in the playoffs this season. Be honest. Where, and I will um, would, but where do you honestly think we'll finish? I, I honestly believe we'll finish mid-table um, at best. Um, I, I know that's negative. However, that's not, um, and I know we, I know we've got a couple of players in, etc. The problem is though is that every team around us has has improved, and I will always stick to the fact that if we play the way that we have to play. We won't score too many goals. And unfortunately, in order to creep up the table, you have to score goals. Mm. And I don't blame that on the players. Like, like you said, look, you know, you can't stand still in this league. And we haven't done that. We have progressed. We've got some good signings here. But everyone, and Rowett said this as well, everyone else has done that as well. So it's going to be very difficult to compete. I think anywhere, but I think people saying playoffs, announced promotion, maybe it's, you know, it's a little bit in jest. But I think eight, eight, between 8th and 12th is another very good season. Um, and Benjamin Bloom says something very interesting, actually. On He did a he did a championship predictions, 1 to 24. I won't tell you where he put us to finish, because he's coming on the show Wednesday. But um, he said, you know, Millwall again will progress. And they're, they're now, not so much will Millwall stay up. It's where in the sort of top half they'll finish. And it's nothing against Millwall that I've put them where I've put them. But it's just because everyone else moves as well. And with their budget, they move slightly slower than others. It's not their fault, which I thought was a really good point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree with that to an extent. Um, You're going to point I, at Luton, though, aren't you, in Huddersfield? I'm not, going, I'm not going to Huddersfield this year. I'm not. I refuse <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no, I refuse to. Um, yeah, I, me personally, as you know, I'm I'm fully positive for the for this season. I'm I'm going at it with a clean clean slate in my head. Uh, however, I still believe that we have the players um, and the intensity, the drive, the ability to reach the playoffs this season. However, I do believe that if we continue in our style of play, we'll end up mid-table. And mate, there's no shame in that. That'll be set, that'll be six seasons established. Rolling into a seventh, wouldn't it? It's not. It's no shame in it. Well, yeah, but you know, that in my opinion, then is that is that us pushing on? I, I, I always said this. I don't want to go back on 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 old ground, but you know, during COVID was the perfect opportunity for us to push forward. We never did. So, I'll, are we deliberately holding ourselves back? Sometimes that's what I think. Instead mm. of the other way round of ah, oh, we've been in the championship. I think we deserve to be in the championship. I think we're a championship side. I, I think people would be shocked to see Millwall go down to League One now. Um, but I also don't think people would be shocked to see us in the playoffs. Jose thinks so. Got to build on last season. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Jose. This, um, this is the thing. Like, you know, other clubs move as well. I think this year, I think the league's going to be a lot stronger than it was last year. I, I mean, look at the teams coming down. Burnley have been in the Premier League for a good 10 years. Watford and Norwich are always up there. Sunderland yep. are a big club. They've come up. I don't think they'll get to where they need to this year, but I don't think you'll see them go down again. I think they'll only build on that now. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to be very, very difficult. Right, before we wrap it, I'm just going to say, 
all the screen, all the things at the bottom of the screen you might want in your life, or you might not, but I'm going to tell you anyway. You can get 15% off all terrorist cult clothing um, when you put Lions TV as the code at checkout. That's everything forever. Tomorrow, sorry, not tomorrow, Wednesday, me and the Bluminator go at it with our championship preview, looking at where we'll finish, Harry thinks we'll fare, etc., etc. And we're also doing memberships now on the channel. And basically, you can click on the join button icon on our home screen and there's going to be giveaways. There's going to be wallpapers for your mobile phone if you want them, etc., etc. One of the first giveaways is going to be um, to come in the executive box for Reading at home. All free, all on me, pie mash beers, whatever you want. But if, that'll be for members. But there you go, Ken. Thanks so much. Man. I really enjoyed that. That's really good. If anyone wants to listen to this back or watch it back, it will be available on Acast, Apple, and YouTube. YouTube tonight, the other two tomorrow now, probably. But sorry, I, have to do, I don't do shit like that often enough. Like, let people know what's going on or what they can get if they want to rewatch shit. So there you go. But it's really good, Ken. I really enjoyed that with the two of us. Done all right about H, didn't we? I think he could be sacked. Yeah, well, we might have to sack him off. I don't know what I don't know what he's playing at, but um, and we're, yeah, we're going to try and keep this every Monday now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Every Monday, so what we'll do, what we'll do Monday, we'll come in, uh, we'll look at obviously our game against Stoke, and we'll have a little look at results elsewhere, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, yeah. Yeah, sounds good to me, mate. Nice one, Ken. All right, thanks for watching, everyone. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Lions TV. Go on, Ken. Come on, you lions. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market